enveloped by crashing waves and plummeting brand value, the NRL has played its last card in the pack. It has launched Rugby League Season 2019 as a new era, yet the game has extinction written all over it. Lurid sex tapes, Cameron Smith refusing to retire, the Roosters as premiers, it's truly sickening. But history tells us that Rugby League has always been able to crawl back out of the primordial slime of its own making if someone utters two magic words. Fire up and Shazam! And all would be right with the greatest game of all. Well, no longer. The game has been blasted back to the Stone Age and the two brontosauri that are Stephen Ferris and Chris Gale can't do anything about it. So welcome to New Fire Up, the new coke of Rugby League Radio. Welcome to a Fire Up involving 33% less talk, 33% less music and 67% less comedy. Welcome to a Fire Up that has the go forward of the Adelaide Rams. Welcome to New Fire Up, the Jurassic Era. Chris Gale, when I said Back to the Future, I didn't mean that far back. I just meant the 1980s. <laughs> That's so good. I feel like bellowing, like, you know, out there. To, you know, and it was always tropical. When you got those, like, I got the How and Why books. Do you remember the How and Why books? And I read the How and Why book on dinosaurs till it fell apart. And always the drawings of the dinosaurs, you know, your Ankylosauruses, your Diplodocuses or whatever, was always tropical. Yeah, always. It was palm yeah. trees. It looked idyllic, really. Yeah. And I would have loved to be a dinosaur. How, how dare you call Robbie Farrah, bloody, you know, dinosaur. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> hey, everything old is new again. Robbie and Benji are firing. Now, Robbie's how old? 40 years old or 40,000 years old? How old is he? Is it as easy NRL as you're making it look right now? He's 40 years old. He's 40. He's 40 years old. Makes you 52, Benji. Look, he's probably not as funny as Sam Thayday, but it's pretty funny. Yeah, that's the Benji Marshall in the background there. <laughs> Roasting and ribbing and all yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah, having a crack at Robbie, who's he's actually a very sprightly 35. Right. Well, it says here in the paper, Robbie Farrah keeps winding the clock back. A masterclass from the Tigers veteran has kept his team's perfect start. Well, if he's a veteran, what are we? <laughs> Hey. <laughs> retired. <laughs> yeah, retired. <laughs> in their 34 to 6 say it again win over the Warriors. Now, Chris, I'm not going to give you too much mud to roll in here, but well, not bad going. Well, You're on top of the ladder. We are on top of the ladder. The first time in the West Tigers' proud 20 year history. It's a nice way to 20 mark 20 year history. 20 years. Yeah. Uh, there are a couple of clubs that they were a joint venture of. I've forgotten who those clubs are. Mm-hmm. But I want to tell you something, Stephen. This is a concept that I've come up with. It's my original idea. Paid I'm going to share it with everybody Trademarked. for free. Yes. You've never heard this before. Yeah. Premierships are not won in March. No way. Well, Shock me. Hit me with a feather. Unless it's, you know, the uh, NBL or well, something you know, like that. you know exactly what the Dragons are doing, not winning now. It's well, because they can win at the end of the year. Well, you say not winning, but of course, the red and white mist has sort of descended from yeah. you. You, yeah. you. You look a little worse for the wear today, despite yeah. the Dragons' thrilling victory just inside regulation One time. One second, was it? Two seconds at to the end. Courtesy of a Corey Norman field goal. The new buy. Yeah. Could you have written a better script? We've even solved our spine problem. Well, I was we say, don't have too many players anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Mary's CPO strategy, i.e. complex playmaker option strategy. Yeah. Didn't have to be brought into uh, played all last night for two reasons. First of all, I was going, come on, when's Dufty coming on? And then I heard in the commentary Dufty was a late scratching. Right. And then um, I don't know if the script might have been able to be yeah. written better, Stephen, because you've lost Gareth Widdop, your yeah. incumbent fullback, for three to six Captain, months. Captain, goal kicker. Dislocated shoulder. Yeah, and we knew it was coming. So Duffy gets better. He comes in and Gareth uh, back on the next boat to, to England, I think. Back on the next boat to England. Okay. 
Well, fire up light. Uh, less time, less jokes. We will talk about... Now, listen, talking about Back to the Future, I don't even know what that haircut... There's a guy called Andrew Fafita, for the, those that don't follow rugby league. This is a haircut that I think was made famous by a, another South Pacific Islander where you shave your whole head and it looks like someone's tacked on a great big, like, I don't know, a, a bit of poultry or something at the back, a bit of fur that just sticks out the back there. I had no... A uh, clue that Billy Ray Cyrus came from a South Pacific Island background. Well, it's it's even more Billy Ray Cyrus than Billy Ray Cyrus could even dream about. Yeah, you refer, of course, to the great West Tiger, top yes. of the table after two weeks. Yes. Premiership's not won in March. Mahe Fanua. That's right. Yeah, yeah. who it, it, to me, Mahe's, it looks like he's actually got a buzz cut. He looks like he's a, you know something from the Marines in the 60s in the US. Mm-hmm. And then he's had you know prosthetic artists that put you in the chair. You know when you get those prosthetic jobs and they, they make you look like an old person or a vampire or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one ever goes... Brad Pitt. Yeah. They yeah. never go, it was great. It only took half an hour. They always go, oh, I was in the chair for four hours, mate. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know. So before and they've e- applied the hair. Right. The, the, the feeder before every game, four hours of work in to the get chair. that put on with tacks or blue tack or, or glue? I think it's spirit gum. Spirit I gum. Is it right? That's what they use. It's a brand new look. And uh, uh, look, I don't know exactly what's going on there, but uh, I, I sort of get this sense that rugby league players are Frustrated at the moment? Do you get that? I mean, I think the whole of this particular state of New South Wales has been frustrated for quite a while. No outlet, Chris. No creative outlet anywhere. Not. I mean, you've got Barry O'Farrell, of course, at the Tigers. So that's that's another nail in the coffin. Another. Of course, the you know, it, was there anything more prophetic? Was there something almost religious about the fact that as Gladys soared to victory last weekend, the poor old Wyman Machine Festival <laughs> turned into some sort of cyclonic event right, and they right. shut it down. Did she bring that on, did she? I, well, I, her reach is broader than I imagined. Yeah. yeah but, yeah. you know, I mean, frustrated. I mean, we all feel highly regulated. Dare I say the entire NRL cabal feels like caged yes. tigers, well, Stephen. Chris, when you're a woman and you've got a long name, anything's possible. Apparently. Anything is possible. You can <laughs> shut down a festival, right? You can even shut down the rugby league if you try hard enough, which she hasn't got to yet. Beating Michael Daly, though, doesn't actually amount to that great an achievement after the week he had leading up to the no. election, does it? Yeah, Michael, who exactly, you know. <laughs> well, he's gone. Look, if I could just backpedal a little bit, you know, they're the worst enemies, right? Robertson, who was he? You know, Foley, what? You know, he was like a war plant, like a plant in the corner. Daily, you know, God, what do we do? Now, uh, but rugby league players, they get frustrated. They need an outlet. We know that because they're fit, young buggers, and they need some sort of creative outlet. And and one thing after the other, no more sex videotapes, correct? They've clamped down on that, big okay. time. No more source. The source is seen as bad in many ways. It used to be the elixir of rugby league, and yeah. it was part of the ritual. It was part of what was expected of you. Not to mention the fuel for fire yeah. up. You know, exactly, exactly. <laughs> go play a game of touch, mm. run a few laps, yep. and go to the pub. Mm-hmm. And apparently that's not good for you in any way, shape, or form. Is that form. right? So yeah. they're all off the source in rugby league. Right, okay. I'm assuming they're off the ice. All recreational drugs all re- frowned upon. Yeah. Frowned upon. Yeah. All their mates, mm. you know, pushing boundaries, yeah. investigating the possibilities, yeah. looking... I mean, let's face it, all the best music's been made on drugs. Of course. Yeah. Let's run through it, shall we? Uh, John Lennon. <laughs> I was going to say Grateful Dead, but yeah, I yeah. think they drone on a little Surely bit. Surely Barry White was on something, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Stevie Wonder, what was he taking back in the 70s? <laughs> yeah. So, so, okay, so creative juices, source, drugs. No more. Someone told me the other day that Chemical Brothers is drug-related music. I'd never made the what? connection. <laughs> yes. Never made the connection at and all. And they're back, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so uh, now I would imagine then you need some sort of out- – young men need some sort of outlet. Because I remember when you, when you were a teenager, Chris, you were experimenting with, with fashion, bell-bottoms, you know. Uh, Flares, uh, of course, were very yeah, yeah. popular. Yeah, Amco yeah. was the gene of choice. Amco. If you got a pair of Amcos, yeah, yeah. you were somebody, and then you had to quickly graduate as you grew up to Levi's. Oh, and Lee. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I was, I was not a Lee. You were a Lee guy. I was not a Lee oh, man, okay. no. Oh. no. 
Okay. Now, you reckon, Ed, I reckon Andrew Fafita is looking for an outlet for his creativity, and so thus the hairdo comes into play. Um, well, he's, got, he's lost Flano. He's yeah. given his premiership, uh, he's given his Dally M award to Flano. Yeah. Um, but he hasn't got Flano to point at angrily in the stands anymore, yeah. so he needs something yeah, to yeah. express himself. Well, I mean, look at uh, Phil Spector. Yeah. You remember that haircut? Come on. <laughs> if you don't know, Google Phil, Phil Spector's haircut when he went to court. Can you imagine his attorneys going, well, look, Phil, it's not looking great. No. Um, Murder. There's, there's a potential you're going down for life. Yeah. Um, so if you smarten yourself up and you present well <laughs> to the judge, you might shave a few years <laughs> off the sentence. And he comes Did with his grey fro, fro, which looked like a supernova. Yeah, right. <laughs> They used to call it Jufro, didn't they? Oh, a Jufro, I think. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, seriously, yeah. yeah. Uh, Charlie Chapman, funny haircut. Oh, let's face it, he was a great creative. I mean, Grace Jones, look at her hair. Oh, I loved her hair. Loved her hair. Like, I was scared I mean, she was of her pushing, hair, but... Yeah, pushing boundaries, yeah. that one. Um, I mean, who can forget uh, Bowie's Glass Spider Tour? A lot of people would like to forget Bowie's Glass Spider Tour. <laughs> my, my friend Anthony Fretwell, I know is listening, uh, refuses to acknowledge that it even happened. <laughs> I, I, I was involved with someone at the time who maintained that David Bowie was kidnapped by aliens yes, yes. in 1980 yeah. after Scary yeah. Monsters. And, and what happened was they spat Billy, Billy Ray Cyrus out the back. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Donald Trump. He's a creative guy. Look at his hair. He gets bored. He's just plain bored. I, right? I believe that Trump will not run for a second term, yeah. but the hair will. The hair will, yeah. yeah. Have, have legs, will it? That's, yeah, that's, have his own name and everything. Yeah. That's right. Well, what about uh, women? Joan Jett, you know, she's one of those famous Joan hair. Jett's really experimented. I mean, let, let's face it, she was prepared to push boundaries. At one stage, she went blonde, but didn't last long. Is that right? Well, I, well <laughs> rugby league players, what are you going to say, Chris? Uh, I was going to say hair, it's the final frontier. Indeed. <laughs> See nobody's perfect Well that's really true this time I don't have the answers I don't have a plan All I have is you So baby help me understand What we do You can whisper in my ears Where we go Who knows what happens after here Let's take each other's hand As we jump into the final frontier Mad about you baby Whatever Ricky said, maybe he used two words. Fire up. He said that? Vossy about Ricky Stewart. Vossy about Ricky Stewart. Uh, Chris Gale, myself, Stephen Ferris. This is uh, Fire Up. And, of course, we are right in the middle of a mini supporter drive. A mini means just a short period of time, Chris, in case you didn't get that. Uh, for people with short attention spans, you're quite correct. And if you would like to come on board to renew your supportership or come on board for the first time, there uh, is a number, 833 uh, Or you can go straight to the web address, fbiradio.com forward slash support. And uh, we're giving away prizes next week. We have uh, two Audio-Technica L. P60 turntables, uh, a Rode M1 microphone from Taramara Music, sponsored by the Taramara Bin Chickens, as you mentioned, Chris. Yep. Uh, a pair of Beats Solo 3 wireless headphones next Thursday on the, I think 5.45 is when the first ones, and then uh, the, the headphones, they'll all be done that day. There you go. It's a two turntables and a microphone promotion, Stephen. I like that. Is that a Beck thing? Is it? Is or is it, it a, a Beastie Boys thing? thing? I think it's a Beastie Boys thing. Um, we've had uh, Fire Up Fan and... Lord knows there's not many of them. Mm-hmm. Sean Brushwood, he's paid his subscription with love, and he says, I hope you're going to discuss Jimmy the Jet's horrible hairdo. Well, we just have. 
Yeah, uh, Jimmy, he's, he's like a Costa Zoo. He's like a little round sort of, it's a shaved bit with a little rat's tail, but yeah. right at the top of his head. Yeah, that yeah, is a yeah, so it's kind of like a faux rat's tail. Yeah, yeah. and it is, it is sort of part Russian, part, part Asian sort of look about it, you know, like, oh, he's going to come at you. A mixed martial arts haircut. I think so. I think that's what I'm trying to say here. Now, um, Chris, the final frontier is uh, here. We were thinking just a minute ago. Um, But um, there there is still some big men with plenty to say who really frontiers, new ideas. I don't think so. Peter Fitzsimons, just want to look at that bloody head of his. How big is that melon? It's a fair melon. And and I tell you what, when I read Fitzsimons, I suddenly feel like I've got a bandana on my head yeah. and it's just been applied a little too tightly. Yeah. It kind of gets me very tense. Is that a creative outlet for him? What, the bandana? Yes, obviously. <laughs> a cry for help. I, I don't know if you saw the uh, attempted demolition and I thought quite successful and I think it was the Finn Review by Joe Aston a couple of weeks ago, but he's accused uh, uh, Fitzsimons of cultural theft. Yes. But there's some American commentator who established their identity with a red bandana. Right. So let's talk about everything old being new again. Yes, uh, and is it working for you? No. No, don't do it, no. Now, Fitzsimons has got, I think, uh, he's, look, he's a man with many talents, we know that. He's a man with a broad, broad interest. He's written many, many books, but primarily the books are, are on two things, uh, stadiums. <laughs> and, and concussion. Concussion. He's Pendos. got two buttons on his computer, yeah, yeah. stadiums and yeah, concussion, yeah. he just hits print on either. Yeah, and preferably if, they can, if he can put the boot into rugby league whilst he's doing one or the other, that's really the subtext, correct? Just imagine what's going to happen when the first person who gets concussed at the new Allianz Stadium. That'll be a book. Bonus for him. Now, when he when he uh, takes on an issue, of course, uh, he's got I think a medical degree. I think he's got. I think he's got. Uh, I think he's a neurologist, isn't he, Peter? Oh, oh, sorry. oh, absolutely. Well, based on what I've read of his, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, and so he's well versed in what really is happening in rugby league when it comes to head knocks. I mean, you know, Joey, look at your poor old Joey and Wally and all the rest of them. And uh, he had a go at James Graham uh, a couple of weeks ago, saying, "James, lovely bloke, but you're an idiot." You don't know what you're talking about. Now, James came back with, I think, a, a thesis. Yes. About a sort of 40-page thesis about how much research he'd done, how many experts he'd talked, spoken to, and why he knew what he was doing in rugby league whilst getting paid whatever it is, $800,000 a year. Thank you very much. Otherwise, he ha- he'd have a life of crime. Yeah. Do you want to hear what James had to say I, I about do. this? I'd love to, please. I take concussion, head trauma, and the after effect of those type of things incredibly seriously. So you take yeah. that, you take this sport away from me or away from guys like me, and what are you left with? Like, mm. I don't want to explore that life. I don't want to see this built-up aggression, this, this passion, this purpose, this focus, the direction that rugby league gives me. Mm. You take that away from me, like, where, where do I turn to? That, that's it's a question probably, you don't want to answer It's probably yet. crime. Mm. Like, realistically, it's, and listen, there's always a great possibility. I think there's be. more out there for you beyond rugby well, league, okay? Mm. The, yeah, but you, you just don't know that. Like, yeah. It's, it's like looking into the abyss, a black hole. I mean, I'd be depressed too if I didn't have rugby league. Oh, I don't. Didn't you just, admit, didn't you just immediately personalise oh, that? I felt really like, awful like, there. Like, didn't you? Because rugby league is my purpose. Yeah. And, and, and of course, that was his second comment on the matter um, uh, after the Joe him. Johns interview. Yeah. Because the first time he said, what's left for me, play tag for no money. Yeah. He didn't mention his kids or his wife. <laughs> but this is, this is why, you know, I mean, what's Fitzsimons' point? Is his 
point that we should stop playing rugby league? Yeah. Because if the only choices are Oztag and a life of crime, yeah. well, at least you've got some choices. Exactly. You know, whereas most people don't, but still, it's not much. No, no, no. And I didn't see Peter Simon's offering him a job. No. Or an outlet. No. Or a, tr- a world trip or something. A column. Anything at all. <laughs> nothing. Okay. He was like, coming with nothing in his hands. Just saying, what are you going to do, James? Just keep banging your head stupidly. Uh, and of course, uh, Peter Fitzsimmons came back. Uh, you know, with a, with, was there any humility in that response? Dear James, headline, as much as I admire, you're sadly misinformed. Really? Fitzsimmons, really? Is that the best you can do? It is the old rugby union versus rugby league condescension patronising, Stephen. And I mean, yeah. Fitzsimmons, I think, has been pointed out by many commentators. You know, he decided not to drink and eat sugar, so everybody else should not drink and eat sugar. sugar. Um, he uh, made his success uh, playing his trade in a contact sport called Rugby Union and gave him a profile which has set him up for life, yeah. and he wants to take that away from the future generations. Yeah, no wonder the, no wonder um, Andrew Fafita is coming up with a, a yeah. weird haircut and Josh yeah. Dugan's trying to follow him yes. because they're really angry about this sort of stuff. Of course. I mean, I believe that Fafita's haircut is a direct up yours to Peter Fitzsimons, right. and I applaud him and yeah. I support James Graham. I yeah. stand with James Graham. Right, so two things. It's an, it's an up yours to Peter Fitzsimons, also, it's a cry for help, and also he doesn't want that empty life. Well, that's three things. That's three things. <laughs> there's a lot in two. there. Yeah, there's a lot in here. Talk about Final Frontier. Uh, now, look, there's a lot of talk about either expansion or relocation, of course, and stadiums were involved in that sort of process. Uh, but it didn't stop Nick Politis the other day coming out and grandstanding, did it? Well, he was trumpeting the fact that he was signing a new 25-year deal to see the Roosters play at Allianz, wow. reconstituted. Andrew Webster, 25, the, is that all? Well, he says yeah. hopefully for the next 100. Yes, of course. And I expect Politis to be there for the yeah. whole century. Yes. A future armor style head in a jar. Yeah. Well, how are you, what, he's about 102 now, right? That's right. Right. So, like, yeah, future army, you put his head in there, it can still talk. It can make decisions. Can you imagine a Roosters board meeting at Bondi Junction? Yeah. You sort of walk in, the table is... Uh, so the room is a little bit, you know, Godfather Gothic. Oh, God, yeah. But at There's the, the horse's head up the one end. At one end. Nick Polaris' head on the other end. In a jar. And they're both going, do this. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? The Roosters will do it because that's it. been the key to success. Yeah. yeah. And uh, by the way, Andrew Webster pointed out in the paper this morning that uh, with Gladys again, you know, creating thunderstorms, closing down festivals, mm. the stadium deconstruction is occurring apace. The name of the digger yeah. that is... Taking down the Pulling facade, it apart, yes. it's called the Nibbler. The Nibbler. And I think Nibbler yeah. was a character in Futurama. Right, I see where you're going. Yeah, here. so I think it go. all connects. So right. uh, yeah. I tell you what, this unholy alliance of Peter Fitzsimons, yeah. neurologists, head researchers, yeah. are all coming together in order to get Nick's head in a jar. Oh, look, news just come in. It says here, the, the roosters should relocate on numbers, purely metrics and stats. That's a Tim Gore article on the Roar. I yeah, saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been a lot of talk, blah, 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 blah. And he comes up with this idea. Um, there's a shallow... He said, there's a hollow and distant look in the eyes of North Sydney Bears and Newtown supporters. It's one I never want to have. I mean, that's really what Peter Fitzsimons is talking about. That's right. Now, once you take that love, that, that, that reason for living away, what's the point? Yeah. Chris, what is the point? I mean, even religion, family, it doesn't matter, you no. know. And uh, it says, <laughs> here, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Sure, we can watch grand finals on state of origin, but really, the passion's gone. Yeah. It's just gone. Anyway, he said, all that aside, the obvious choice is the Sydney Roosters, and everyone's going, what? What the? You know. Now he's got some reasons here. It makes perfect sense. He says, completely logical. The numbers support it. Okay, let's have a look at the numbers, shall I, Chris? If I could say to you, the membership and crowds at this point in time this year, the second last number is the Roosters on thirteen thousand members. 13,000. West Tigers, Chris, 18.8. Here you are. Here you are, right. Don't relocate us. No. The Rabbitohs, 28,000. So that's that's fact number one. Fact number two, we go into attendance. They're 
Third from the fourth from the bottom. Can I say that? Yeah, sure. So really, they got nothing to lose if they relocate. I'm doing the math. That sounds like about thirteenth. Yeah, thirteenth. Um, and really, most Roosters fans don't even care about going to the game anyway. They don't even live there as long as they've got some sort of digital variation on on the or theme on rugby league. They're they're happy. So you can put them anywhere. And Polaris, I think, even with his head in the glass jar, could see the possibilities of sponsorship in Ipswich or Perth or I don't know uh, New Zealand somewhere. Second New Zealand team. Second New Zealand team. So. Um, what's happening with stadiums right now? Okay, so what's happening is the the Roosters in trumpeting their deal for the next 25, nay, 100 years at Allianz, they've requested that the original proposal be enacted, and that is the installation of a media halo and an LED modesty curtain. You've got me here. What's a media halo to say? Well, I think it's one of those things that sort of encircles the stadium and allows you to project advertising right. and things like that and everyone looks to the heavens right. as you do it's like rollerball or something you always it? look to the heavens at Allianz because you're, you're wondering whether you're going to get rained Rain on, on. Chooknado style <laughs> the modesty curtain is yeah. something that's uh, up there in the bleachers but it descends oh. and you would have experienced this at the entertainment centre in the yeah. old days or whatever or maybe out at Kudos Bank Arena that it actually descends and covers a large number of the empty seats up the back so it, it, to it, create a more intimate atmosphere yeah and it, and it reduces embarrassment very much so. And also, it creates by be an LED technology the ability to project things. You know, mm-hmm. you could imagine the Roosters fans loving to be sitting there sort of surrounded by the Roosters logo. But I think it's more likely that they'll be projecting a whole lot of digital natives and actually creating the illusion that there are more Roosters fans than there actually are. I see. So they don't have to relocate. Yeah. Because the attendance levels will just go straight up. That's right. And, mm-hmm. and of course, those members will all be counted in the figures. And all the Roosters fans will be able to create their own avatars. And they haven't got any friends anyway. So they'll be able to, at least once a fortnight, go to Allianz Stadium yeah, yeah. and find their own and get a sense of inclusion that and, they currently no longer have. And say hello to their digital have. friends. Correct. Fantastic. That's great. Fire it up! Fire it up! Ready to go!
Rugby League. How good is it? <laughs> How good is it, Chris? Because <laughs> if we didn't have it, life would be really dire. We would have no purpose, Stephen. No purpose. None whatsoever. And Peter Fitzsimons is trying to take something away from us. I mean, he tried to take the stadium's office. Mm-hmm. He failed. Mm-hmm. Don't let him take Rugby League office, Stephen. Please don't Please. let it happen. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, look at his melon. I don't want to. I don't want to live a life just looking at that melon. No. I want something more. I want more substance in my life. I want meaning in my life. I want James Graham in my life. James Graham in my life, please. And uh, look, I, I think I've, I'm feeling this pull between the past and, and the future, Chris. We've been talking about Back to the Future, and then we've been playing Craftwork, who were futurists, but that was in 1981. I'm confused. I don't know where we're talking about. What did what you call them? Uh, the LED walls. Yeah, the modesty curtain. Modesty curtain. What yeah. the hell is that? Yeah. Well, I mean, as I said, I felt you last night watching the Dragons. We've yeah. been seeing either your team had a future if the field goal went over or if it didn't you're in the past yeah with 30 seconds to go future decided yeah could have been buried in the past yeah just like that yeah uh talking of stadiums chris one of the greatest experiences i've ever had in my life is going to brookvale when it was snowing <laughs> talking about the fun. Raining, snowing 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 yeah, in yeah, Manly. So, yeah, yeah yeah um <laughs> you're not confused with canberra stadium no, when they played no no and I, had, many years I, had, ago, I had eh? gumboots there was just mud up to my knees yeah. you know um you could get a warm hot dog just, look, you know, a warm beer, yes. I mean, it, it was such an amazing experience. Can I just give you a little quote here from a, a writer, uh, Sam Phillips in the Sydney Morning Herald, when he's going here, because um, they're complaining about the ground. I mean, talk about whinging, you know? like. Look, I, I, I've got no basis to complain. Do you know, you know what I did this week, Stephen? Mm-hmm. I walked the dog. You I, walked the dog, yeah, yeah. I went and practiced my pitching at golf. Yeah. I took the four-wheel drive out for a spin. Yes. And I had a family picnic all on Brookvale, Brookvale Oval. <laughs> Because it's available all week. Yeah, right. You know, and sh- it, sure, the surface gets a little scuffed yeah. up, but that is a community, community asset service, yes. being enjoyed by the community. Yes, yes. And what's this guy got to say about it? He says here, the soul of the joint is still there, and if there's one thing totally undervalued in rugby league, it is suburban soul. Right, hey. Hey? Talk about purpose. Yeah. Uh, can I give a plug? Yes. It's supported right this week, right? And I do this for nothing. Not even a cup of coffee, not even a glass of water. You think that the, you know, my producer get me a glass of water? Never. No, Red not phone, a, Pat, I've never seen him lift a finger. Not a thing. No, oh, here we go. Here oh, we he's go. done it beautifully. Magic. Mmm. It's probably been but there for three days. We rely upon our supporters to get us through. Now, I am doing, talking of suburban soul, I'm putting some soul back into suburbia. Darlinghurst, I'm talking about this Sunday, an outdoor broadcast of soul out this Sunday. That wouldn't be with you and Rodney O by any Rodney chance. Rodney O, that's the, yeah. And once again, well, Rodney does nothing. He, he always gets paid. <laughs> Let's face it. You know, he's going to the dollars, you know. Mowgli May, who does the uh, Saturday night shift here, she's going to help out as well. Nice. So we're going to play some, uh, we're going to drop some, is that what the kids say? Drop some. Beats. Beats, bangers, joints. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, the sales are joint. Oh, supported off, Chris. Would you mind? The turn, two turntables and a microphone giveaway, Stephen. Yes. I think between the 25th of March and the 5th of April, you can yeah. uh, support by going to fbiradio.com slash support. Is that correct? Yeah, there's a phone number. What is and that? there's a phone number for the 4th and 5th. Is that right? Well, a phone number anytime you want to do it. Eight double three. Yes. Double two. Yes. Nine four five. Fantastic. Okay. Do you want to talk about the prizes? Yeah, please. Uh, and who's provided the prizes? We've got two Audio Technica LP60 turntables. Yeah. A Rode one, sorry, a Rode M1 microphone from Taramara Music. Yes. Or a pair of Beats Solo 3 wireless headphones. Mm. So if they're actually at your show mm. and they're not really getting into it, yeah. they just whip in the wireless headphones. And uh, Can I just say, where there's, where there's no rugby league, there's no hope. Now, there's no North Sydney team. I mean, you, you live in Taramara, Kalara, Linfield. Uh, you know, there's nothing. Nothing. Nothing to live for. <laughs> nothing at all. Nothing at all. You know, North you, you, Beach, Willoughby. What have you got? Manly Willoughby? or Newcastle? Well, Willoughby, the mean streets of Willoughby. The mean streets of I, Willoughby you got. I, I take my life in the, my hands when I walk the mean streets of Willoughby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I'm living in North Sydney, I look to the Knights, I look to Manly, and I come up, I've yeah. got nothing. But 
Manly has soul. The joint, uh, the yeah. banger yeah, that yeah. is Brookvale Oval. Okay, now if, if you're a Manly fan or a visiting fan, chances are you sat on it, rain, hail or shine or snow. Oh, those memories. Those memories. Where did it snow? Yeah. <laughs> if, if it's like Saturday night with plenty of rain and nearly hail, you can smell the mud forming beneath you. Only the ignorant forget a blanket. If it's sun smacking you in the face, it's glorious. There's still a Mr. Whippy Van on the family hill. And a reminder of the greatness of the concept is confirmed when you save the flake in the ice cream till last. The can bar on the halfway line at the back of the main hill is surrounded by the usual suspects. They've never witnessed an opposition defensive line retreat the full 10 metres, nor fell in love with a touch judge, Chris. Even up there, you can hear the brutality of a 100 kilo human locomotive smashing into three 100 kilo statues of granite, ready to impale their opponent. And when sweat and water from collisions combine with sun or floodlights to form a silhouette, you remind how wonderful it is not to be them. Was that an advertorial <laughs> paid for by the Manly Warringah Rugby League sure. Club to yeah. the Sydney Morning Herald? Yeah, Tony Abbott slash terms and conditions apply. <laughs> what about what about Brett Lee, former Test cricketer, coming out in favour of Tony Abbott? I mean, the lines are being drawn. Stegall oh. versus Lee at Warringah. Yeah. It's going to be quite a battle. Yes, it's the past versus the future. Is Chris, that your it? memories of Brookvale Oval? My only clear memory of Brookvale Oval was seeing Blocker Roach sent to the sin bin by Eddie yeah. Warden, patting him on the head. And the smell. The stink. Yeah. It's just horrible. They're talking about building a centre of excellence at Manly. And by the way... Oh, that's, a, that's a contradiction in terms, isn't it? Well, first of all, where would they put it? Probably smack bang in the middle of Pitwater Road, I imagine. Yeah. But I also think that when you have a centre of excellence in rugby league, you only have the ability to use that as a title on an annual basis based on where you fit, finish on the table. Chris, we, did, we, we, pulled this, we unpacked this last week. Right. There are 16 teams. Right. Only one can win. That's right. So, <laughs> so, so where's the excellence in that? But their centre is excellent. Uh, um, some is centres of reasonable season. Some will be centres of... abject failure. ...of mediocrity. Yeah, yeah. And some will be centres of rugby league. Yes. Now, look, if you've got any opinions on any of this stuff, which I know that people are clamouring to get on board here, right? you might want to become a supporter. We've given that number. But there's a text line, Chris. Yes. Zero four. Zero nine nine four five nine four five exactly. Um, so, expansion relocation, Chris. Should Brookie go? Should Manly go? Should they stay? Well, they're on the hit list. Peter Beattie, who's you know very vocal on these matters, has most recently said, "Stand still and die." It used to be expand or die or relocate or die, but now it's stand still and die. So he says the game can't stand still, Stephen. Yeah. So we, we need to do something. Right. Uh, and I think if we had to do anything, probably Manly's a good place to start. Nobody goes. That, that puff piece is exactly what it says. It's a puff piece. The memories of Brookvale are of um, in life-threatening mud and sludge Crammed in, no parking facilities, yeah, yeah. Uh, catering from the 19th century, not yes, the 20th yes, century, yes. watching a team disliked by everybody. 21st century prices, though, Chris. True. Yeah. A team who, as is evidenced by their own supporters, saying even Manly fans hate Manly. <laughs> you know, it's time <laughs> to go. They've got a poster, have they? Yeah. Look, I've got a text here. It says, I work in Brookvale. Number one skill of my apprenticeship kids is sneaking beers into Brookie Oval. Besides that, they are useless. <laughs> and he's a Brookie man or girl. I don't know. There's no name. Yeah. So this this is it. I mean, I think Manly would um, love the opportunity to go to Perth. Yes. Or, if I could say this, everyone's really like chomping at the bit to get to Ipswich. At this point in time, you may have seen the uh, One Nation going on a, on a rugby league sort of journey, so to speak. They'll yes. go to the States to try and find some funding. Well, isn't this interesting, isn't mm-hmm. it? When you think about all this, mm-hmm. is that um, there's been some confusion, and that would be 
probably pretty typical in One Nation. Absolutely. They thought mm-hmm. that, because Pauline Hanson, of course, Ipswich... You know, Girl. Yeah, member yeah. of the council, I think, had fish a fish and chip, chip shop. shop. Yes, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, famous. So, perfect place to relocate a, a, a second team. And they yeah. thought that they were going for a meeting with the NRMA. What are sponsors? Yes, yes. to be the primary sponsor of the bid. Bucks, for the, yeah. 20 million bucks, yeah. 20 million bucks for team. the bid, second team. Yes. Uh, Wires got a little bit crossed. Yeah. They ended up meeting with the NRA. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you know why? Uh-huh. Because they've been on the source, Stephen. They were what, one nation on the source. Yeah, the elixir uh, of rugby league. Well, that sort of excuses everything, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and let, let's hope confusion that this confusion, yeah. which is obviously what Peter Fitzsimons is always yeah. concerned about, because I think they were putting the idea forward that it would be the Ipswich Recreational Shooters. That's the name of the team. Perfect. Perfect. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, but when you get on the source, they just they got the wrong mob. Yeah, they they they, <laughs> they were going to be the. Ipswich Fish and Chippers, yes. but they're pretty agile, the likes of James Ashby and co. Yes. When faced with it, we're not in front of the NRMA. Maybe they would have been with the Ipswich 24-hour response, 24-7 response team or something. Yes. So they, they pivoted yeah. and they came up with recreational shooters. And, of course, the NRA said, how do we get on board? Yeah. How do we become part of rugby league? Oh, I, don't, I never heard Peter Fitzsimons bagging One Nation for getting on the source and making mistakes. No, no, you no, know, no. He's, he's profiling. Yeah. He's profiling. He is. Rugby league, that's the box. <laughs> like, for Peter Fitzsimons, rugby league is like dance music. He puts his sniffer dogs all over rugby league yeah. and he lets One Nation have yeah. a free passage. Free run. If you go to the Opera yeah. House to see some sort of classical yeah. concert, yeah. you, won't get, you no. won't get detected. And we're talking about melons. I mean, Mark Latham has the, the worst melon in history. I know he's, you know... A, a, is he One Nation? What is he? Or is this Rowe? He's a maverick. He's One Nation this week, This Steve. week, is he? Yeah, right. <laughs> but I see independence yeah. in the future of Mark Latham. But um, he loves rugby league. Loves he ha- it. He has purpose in life. Yeah. And really, I guess we should feel sorry for Peter Fitzsimons. No so purpose in life. So you're saying we have to get behind Mark Latham yeah. in order to save rugby league? I say, let's go. Now, Chris, um, thank you very much for coming today. I think I say you go. Now, one last plug, please, for our supporters. What does it mean? You see, we are a not-for-profit station. We are here to support emerging Sydney music, art, and culture. And rugby league fits beautifully under that because if the kids out there listening to Fire Up didn't have rugby league and Fire Up, where would they be, Chris? They'd be wandering lost souls, really. <laughs> They'd be listening to 2GB, Steve. <laughs> exactly. Uh, two tables and a microphone giveaway. Yes. Uh, FBIRadio.com slash support. Mm. The number, eight double three double two nine four five, And the prizes are enro- involving turntables, microphones, and headphones. Thanks very much, Tyrone Music. Wonderful. Thank you very much, Chris Gale. Thank you, Stephen See Ferris. you next week. So tune in again next week when we invite a veritable breadline of nobodies and wannabes to flesh out another rip-snorting roundup of rugby league shenanigans, slander and smut right here at the home of radio's most fatuous footy confab. Fire up! And this next song comes with a language warning.